Episode 79 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. Welcome. This podcast was created because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that were important to Wichita's business community. Not many people have seen or heard Chase Koch speak. Those who attended a recent startup grind got to hear him. He talked about his formative years as Charles and Liz Koch's son, his effort to strike out on his own, and his eventual return to Koch Industries. We have audio from that event, and I'll share Chase Koch's comments on this week's podcast. First, some notes about the weekly edition. Our cover story, I hate meetings, but if we have to have meetings, I like for them to be organized, brief, and stick to the agenda. This week, with help from our national content team, we offer tips on how to execute successful meetings. This information will help you leave a meeting not having to say, well, there's an hour of my life I won't get back. Our package begins on page 10. Also this week, a special report on real estate construction and design. A local commercial real estate listing site is a hit with agents. That's on page 8. This week we spend 10 minutes with John Mark Coy. He's new to Wichita, taking over a leadership spot at EY Ernst & Young. We talk to him about making the move here from Austin, Texas, page 19. Our list this week, Wichita Area Acute Care Hospitals, not a full top 25, but it has some great information in it, page 14. We can help if you're looking for business leads, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, real estate deals, even new lawsuits. This week it starts on page 16. Back in a moment to hear from Chase Koch. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Chase Koch is president of Koch Disruptive Technologies. If you're not familiar with what KDT does, you will be in a few minutes. Chase is the son of Koch Industries CEO Charles Koch and his wife Liz. He spoke to a crowd recently at a Wichita Startup Grind event. Our thanks to Startup Grind for helping us with the audio. Chase was interviewed by Christina Long, owner of CML Collective. Chase was self-deprecating. He was humbled and provided some insight into his thinking and his comments helped us get to know his parents a bit better, too. Chase spoke for more than an hour about his effort to make his own mark in the world, how some good advice led him back to Wichita and Coke Industries, and described some experiences growing up in the Coke household. I could really have a lot of fun with this one and uh, throw my mom and pop under the bus quite a bit here, but I won't do that. Um, <clears throat> Now, I would say, you know, the, the easiest way to kind of summarize how I grew up uh, would be something that, you know, as you guys know, my dad studies philosophy a lot. And he's, he quotes, you know, Hayek, von Mises, all these guys, all these guys he wanted me to read when I was a kid and I didn't. Um, but uh, Abraham Maslow is one of his favorites. Um, and uh, the, the quote that I've come to learn over the last year or two um, was what you can be, you must be, and uh, it's such a it's such a powerful quote when you when you think about it, and uh, so um, you know it's it's the idea that look if you're a bird you have wings you need to fly right focus on that and do that really well and this idea that uh, you've got to focus on whatever unique skills and abilities that you have, and um, <clears throat> so I would say both my mother and father 
were extremely focused on with my sister um, and me on how do we help these kids unlock their potential. And so um, a couple like just really tangible ways that they did that um, was, well, of course, I mean, you've got to expose us to a lot of different things, right? And, and so, re, you know, really focused on starting, I mean, my first memory as a kid when I was five or six years old was we had this, this thing called the five things. Okay. And so these were what our guiding principles were for the family and for the kids. And so they were love, courage, faith, honor, and loyalty. And um, I remember, you want to talk about accountability um, to those principles. At five or six, you're sitting at the dinner table, and he's saying, okay, tell me what you did today to exemplify one of those principles. And I want a story. Like, you're not just going to say, well, courage, and you're off the hook. I mean, it's like, well, tell me how, right? And, and so that was literally, <clears throat> it just became part of, part of, uh, you know, um, our, our everyday uh, existence. As much as he didn't care for that exercise as a kid, Coke says he and his sister Annie both do that with their kids. Chase also talked about how two or three hours each Sunday were set aside for economics and philosophy lessons. Chase says he was half passed out with a baseball cap over his eyes, but Annie, in his words, gobbled it up. Chase says not much penetrated his brain, but he later came to realize what his father was trying to do. Those were the same ideas and philosophies that grew Coke Industries. He became a good tennis player and traveled, playing tournaments, did well. But he says he got burned out, and he says he just wanted to stay home and party with friends, so much so that he began throwing matches. Says his mother was in tears. He wasn't even trying. And uh, so she calls my father and says, you, this, this kid's like going off the rails. You need, to, you need to work on him. And so he calls me up to Coke um, you know, the next day. He said, why don't you come have lunch at Coke? I knew I was not getting a lunch at Coke. Like, it, it, it had nothing to do with lunch. Um, so I um, so went up there, and he basically had one question for me. It's like, you can either give 100% on the tennis court, or I'm going to get you a job. And uh, I said, done. I was like, I'm throwing in the towel. I'm done with tennis. And, um, and so, uh, you know, I, I thought I was going to get kind of a cush job here in Wichita and still be able to hang out with my friends. And, um, and so the next morning, uh, this old beat-up pickup truck showed up, and uh, all my stuff was packed, threw it in the back, and he's like, see ya. You're gone for the rest of the summer. And, uh, and I didn't even know where I was going. And what... And five and a half hours later, I show up in Syracuse, Kansas, and just on the, the you know, border of Colorado. And we, had, we owned a bunch of feed yards at the time. And uh, this was one of the biggest feed yards in the country, 55,000 head of cattle. And, uh, and I show up, and, and the feed yard manager said, you know, um, I, you know, I live in a single wide trailer, and you're going to be sleeping on the couch the rest of the summer. You're going to pay me 350 bucks. It's going to come right out of your paycheck. And we start work at five o'clock um, tomorrow morning. Uh, you know, we work till about seven thirty at night, seven days a week, and uh, we're doing this to the end of the summer. So, you're my new best friend, sort of thing. <laughs> but but here's the reason why I wanted to tell that story is like it it was such an inflection point for me in my life because you know could have really I guess gone down the path of you know uh, sort of just sticking with the country club kind of brat sort of um, uh, angle on things. 
And, uh, and so that taught me so much about like learning the value of, um, of hard work. And, um, I'd never worked a day in my life before that. Um, I, a lot of 13, 14 year olds, you know, don't. <laughs> um, but, but the, uh, the interesting thing was my biggest takeaway was that work and the camaraderie with the team at the feed yard. It was the first time I like really felt good about myself. Like, and, um, and, you know, came back. I was like, I actually earned whatever, seven fifty an hour. I felt good about the work that I did and felt confident and, and all those things. So it was a, it was an incredible lesson that has, has stayed with me and a, and a real important inflection point in my life. Chase decided he would go to Texas A&M for college. He had worked at the company's Corpus Christi refinery when he was in high school, and he liked Texas. He studied marketing and got into music, spending a lot of time in Austin. He even played in a band. The tech bubble had burst, and there weren't a lot of jobs. He offered to work for a company for free to prove his value. He started earning some money and was still playing in the band, but he came to realize it was time to put down the guitar and get a real job. He had dinner one night with his dad's best friend, a guy who was pretty much his godfather and mentor, Wichita businessman Leslie Rudd. And he, he, he looked at me, he's a man of few words, like, but you always knew what was on his mind. Um, he, he looked at me and he said, you know, Chase, you haven't earned the right to say no. And I was like, what, where, you know, where are you going with this? And I knew right away, like after you know, it took me a few seconds, um, what he meant. And he's like, you know, he's like, what are you doing in Austin? You know, he's like, go back to Wichita and um, you've got such an incredible opportunity with Coke and Coke's growing so much. You can learn from your dad, other business leaders and like get your get your career on track sort of thing. So um, I don't know if I completely agree with his statement of, you know, you haven't earned the right to say no, because I believe anyone should do like what what they 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 want to do and whatever they're passionate about, but he was right about the opportunity that I had, and I couldn't squander that. I just didn't want to go back to the feed yard. So, um, um, so anyway, that that was a huge, another pivotal point in my life that really Leslie helped me, and, and you know, it's transformed my life. Chase said it was scary making the transition back to Wichita and Coke Industries. He says he sat down with his father and CFO Steve Fellmeyer and created a plan that would become an Inside Coke Industries MBA. He worked in a variety of divisions at Coke, becoming a jack of all trades, he says, master of none. He said it was a grind, and the high expectations he had for himself added to the anxiety. He was in the ag segment of Coke from 2007 to 2017, and on a business trip, he was talking to people in the precision agriculture movement. He found people who wanted to learn more about Coke Industries. That was the seed that later became Coke Disruptive Technologies. Just like Amazon's disrupting Walmart, um, this company was coming in and disrupting the retailers by, by, by bypassing the retailer, you know, taking supply and going uh, direct to the farmer. And retail was quite a bit overbuilt um, within agriculture. So um, this company um, developed a relationship with the founder. And I was like, man, I don't know... Um, what's going to happen in this space, but is ripe for disruption. So I don't know if this founder is going to win, but someone like him, you know, is, is going to come in because they had no dog in the hunt. They, they weren't part of the incumbency. They were coming out of Silicon Valley and creating something like, I see an opportunity. I'm going to go, I'm going to go uh, pursue that. And so um, this company uh, invited this founder into, uh, into Coke 
and um, thought about is like, what are all the ways that Coke Industries might be able to help this founder? Um, so if you think about an Amazon-like model for agriculture, they needed fertilizer to go through um, their channel. They needed uh, logistics, of which we have a business called KBX that, that handles a, a lot of trucks and also sells third party that we could help him with his trucking logistics. We had an e-commerce capability within Georgia Pacific on, uh, our, on our wood product side. Um, and there was a num data science capability with I360. So there, there were all these different areas that Coke could help him grow his business. And so I kind of set up a speed dating um, uh, program for them, literally, um, in Wichita. you got to come into Wichita and learn more about the business and how we might be able to help you. And, um, and so I set this up, and, and he came in, and everyone kind of walked through, hey, here's what we do at Coke. Here's how we might be able to add value to you. And um, he walked out of that room and kind of tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, do you have any idea what you have at Coke Industries? I'm like, well, what do you mean? And, and, and he's like, you guys touch like almost every aspect of the economy. And uh, six out of the 10 business units that you have have direct synergy into what I'm trying to do. He's like, I can get capital from, I've got money coming out, you know, uh, out of my ears in terms of VCs trying to invest in me. But, um, but to have someone like Coke that can help me really you know, bring my value creation forward and help with your capabilities. That's something that no one can offer. So I took that, that insight and his feedback and other founders had a similar message. And, uh, I was like, man, there's such a huge opportunity here to bring Coke Industries to founders like, like this, like this gentleman. And, um, and, and do it in a much different way than other corporates typically do. Cook says the company changed its philosophy to embrace disruptive technology. He says KDT wants to help others win and help Coke Industries evolve. He says he doesn't profess to know everything about business, and he's earned some bumps and bruises along the way. Says he never feels like he's completely prepared, but he says he wakes up every day with a fire in his belly. I just lean on, I've got so many incredible mentors um, that I just ask a lot of questions. I knock on a lot of doors and not only internally at Coke, but I spend a lot of time, you know, kind of pounding the pavement in the marketplace of the, the people that do it really well and say, how'd you do it? And, uh, and I try to just, and people love that. Like everyone, everyone wants to share, everyone will open a door to you that, that um, where you talk about their success, it's not all about you. I, like I want to learn from you um, how you did it, and people like telling their stories, right? And what the mistakes they made, and and I think every every human, like, you know, their inside is like I want to help others, right? So I've really experienced that in the last you know 10, 11 months since we got started. Um, so I just try to have that learning mindset, and like I knowing that I know nothing about this. I've got great people that are really good at specific areas of capabilities that are, that that we're building within the the firm. But um, that's I'm just trying to focus in areas where I can create value uh, for the for the company and trying to learn as much as I can. Coke feels like the best advice he's received came from Fellmeyer and venture capitalist Mark Andreessen. Be aware of the risk profile of your shareholders. Andreessen also says his biggest regrets are the deals he didn't do. Andreessen missed out on getting in on the ground floor of Google. I, I just go to those people and hear their stories. And I try to learn from them. And, uh, 
And so I don't fall into the same trap of missing opportunities because it's like, oh, I might lose a little money in that. I, it's not going to be good for the book or whatever. It's that you're building a portfolio, right? So you've got to absorb um, risk and um, and do, but do it in a responsible way. But I, I'd say that's that's one of the key lessons that I'm personally trying to work through. Christina Long said Wichita's trying to move forward and make progress. She asked Coke where his company fits into Wichita's efforts. Coke loves Wichita. Um, I, I love being in Wichita as well. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's funny. Like a lot of people, uh, you know, go to these big cities and, and you know chat with people and build relationships. And sometimes you'll get the well, what's it like in Wichita, and kind of get that that little attitude with it. And I was like, it's the greatest place on earth, you know. And and I was like, if you want, you know, great people, great culture, one of the most entrepreneurial places in the world, and uh, and not you don't have to deal with traffic. Uh, <laughs> And you're about nine minutes from everywhere. Uh, that's that's a great place to be, an incredible place to raise a family and do business. So um, that's that's what I always lead with. Um, and then so they want to learn more, and they come here. It's amazing. Like we'll recruit people into Wichita from these big cities, and it's it's sometimes it's hard to get them here. But once you do, especially if they have kids, they're like, I never want to leave. And so like we have story after story after story like that. Um, but I would say, I guess, Coke's role in Wichita is, I mean, we're here for a reason and, and, um, and just um, want to continue to expand here um, if, we, if, we, um, if we continue to, to, to stay true to our principles and uh, focus where we can add the most value and stay customer focused, um, then hopefully we can grow. Um, but, you know, I think we have roughly 3,500 employees in Wichita and, uh, and, and growing and uh, several hundred job openings right now. But uh, I would say um, I would all feel a great responsibility to the community to continue to grow. Um, and I hope, you know, personally, um, not only with, if you think about Coke Industries' vision and what I talked about in transformation and continuing to experiment and embrace disruptive technologies, that Coke becomes, continues to be a more attractive place all the time, better and better place uh, to attract the be best talent in the world. And um, I hope KDT has a small part in that as well um, of of really trying to you know uh, create a different uh, model than 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 Coke has really done in the past. So I hope that also helps Wichita. I'd say that's good news. Wichita would be a much different community without Coke Industries. We'll stop there for now. I'll have more of Chase Coke's startup grind appearance in our next episode. Back in a moment. Most bankers are good at banking talk. What you need is a banker who knows how to talk business. Your business, that is. I'm Andrew Cheney, commercial lender here at Equity Bank. If you've got plans to grow, we're ready to talk about your business. Visit equitybank.com. Well, it was interesting to hear from Chase Koch. Thanks again to Startup Grind for helping us out with the audio. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 79. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. And thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week. <laughs>